I am inside each and every single one of you. Just look in, and I will be there, waving out at you, naked, wearing only a cock ring. Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey Lord show? Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. Okay. <laughs> the Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Everybody likes to dance because Jeff Lord is awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked just like a whore. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. Like, really, is this the level that you sunk to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, 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 welcome to Funky Town Podcast. This is Jeffrey Lord. It is November 7th, 2021. And on this day, eight years ago, I posted on Facebook that I started a new job at Funky Town Podcast. I didn't realize today was my anniversary for the podcast when I got up. Now, there was, you know, a couple years off there, so I'm not going to say I've been podcasting for eight years because I don't have eight years worth of podcast. But I did come up with this idea and start this little venture off eight years ago, um, I guess right around this time. So happy anniversary to us over here at Funky Town Podcast. This is cool, right? So we have a big show for you today. I hope you're excited. Um, Before we get into it, I did want to tell... um, a little story from the weekend. Yesterday, I went to. Um, we started off the day. We, we had to go to Target and get some stuff, but we left the house, went to Target, and came home, and then um, I took Zayas to a birthday party in the afternoon. It was uh, Denver's son's um, birthday, and him and Zayas are about the same age. And we were there for a little while, and. Um, talking to um an old friend mark when i was there and these um a couple of ladies came in with a kid and a and there was a, a dude with them and uh i told mark i was like man i saw those two girls earlier today and i was like i guess it was at target because target was the only place i'd been to and i remember because one of them was wearing a red beret um, and the other one had on, she had, the other girl had red hair and, uh, like mustard yellow pants they just, they stood out, you know? And, um, so anyways, um, later at the party, I approached one of them and was like, Hey, were you at Target earlier today? And he's, and she's like, yeah, I totally was. I was like on seven. She's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. It's just like, how did you know? I was like, well, I was there as well with my, you know, wife and kid or whatever. And, um. So, um, it was just funny. It was just weird because where the party was, was like way south of where I'd seen them at. And it was just a random thing. But I was telling Denver, I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, it's weird. It's like those little things, you know, like that, those synchronicities or whatever that, that kind of pop up, you know, kind of makes you feel like that you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path. And, uh, you know, and we talked about that, and I was like, it's silly, because, you know, it's just, we're not in any control whatsoever, we want to think we're in control, but we're not in control, and something like that, it's like, see, I'm in control of my life, because these people that I saw at Target earlier, randomly, are 
also at this birthday party that I'm here with. But to make things weirder, the kid that they were with really kind of looked like Zias, like they could have been brothers, you know. And then I kept hearing them say his name, and I couldn't quite understand it, so I asked what the boy's name was, and his name was Z-Y-L-U-S, Zylus, where my kid's Z-I-O-U-S, Zylus. So it was very weird, Zylus and Zylus, it kind of looked a lot, it was just this whole, you know, weird thing, until I kind of turned it into this whole, you know, affirmation thing that I'm at the right place at the right time, and everything is okay, or whatever, um... Which was kind of good because yeah, it's just been tough lately around here um, with work and money and the economy or whatever it is. You know, everything is kind of coming up short and kind of struggling. And so maybe it's like, oh, maybe I'm on the right path. And I was thinking about getting a job, getting a second job. And I had to go to AutoZone the other day and they're hiring. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll get a job at AutoZone. You know, and I've been thinking about it and kind of putting it off. And then today, and I see um, in the news that uh, a man was shot at AutoZone on Hewlett, which isn't the AutoZone that I was going to play at, but it's still really close to where if I play at the one, I could end up at the other. You never know. But um, yeah, I guess some irate customer went into the AutoZone this morning around 11 o'clock and he was all pissed off or whatever. And he started patting his pocket like he had a gun. And one of the employees there, I guess, did have a gun and pulled it out and shot him. And the dude's in critical condition and the cops are you know investigating it or whatever but it's like wow crazy so if the two girls at target ended up at the same party i was at with denver and the reason why they were there is because they came with austin who plays in denver's solo band and so that was the the dude that that they came with was um i mean i think they're friends with denver as well but that's that's how they know each other they're you know one of the guys in Denver's band is, you know, but anyways, if that random thing proves that I was on the right path, what is this AutoZone shootings? Is that the universe telling me maybe I shouldn't get a second job at AutoZone? Maybe the universe is telling me I shouldn't get a second job. Maybe that's all it is. I think that's what it is. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and kick off the show. To start off with, we're going to have a little Halloween hangover. Um, I'm going to play a new one by Keegan McEnroe. Uh, it's called um, Never Seen a Ghost. He released it on Halloween. And so I was, wasn't going to play, I'd already played a Keegan Macro song a few weeks back ago in Halloween's Past, but I was like, man, this song is, is really cool. Um, so I just like, I got to play it. It's just that cool of a song. Then after that, we're going to get into um, Crumb out of Dallas, K-R-U-M, Crumb, with some basic living, and then Black Market Garden, uh, their song called Fake. And then we're going to have an interview with um, Todd, the Road Soda, Todd, Todd Kaplacki. So um, that's coming up. And then after that, we got a, a few more songs before we close it out. So um, we'll see you in a little bit. Let's go ahead and kick off the music with a Keegan McEnroe and a Never Seen a Ghost. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. You're about to listen to the hottest sounds. It's the hottest mixtape in the world. And you've got it. Well, I ain't ever seen a ghost in this old house. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Nineteen twelve and wives away. Her husband. 
But she grow up hated, but she won't grow old. I ain't never seen a ghost in this old seen a ghost keegan McEnroe on the funky town podcast all right this next one we got crumb of his new album um dart is the name of the album like dallas area rapid transit although i don't think it's named after that but like the dart you throw it dartboard dart crumb dart anyways this is a song off that album and it's called basic living and i think this song is so cool here we go crumb. 
Interrupting, talking over each other. She was special. Now she's dropping teardrops in a bread bowl. Broke up in Panera. Pretty face with the running mascara. Please don't slow down on account of me. I ain't nobody, but I'm about to be. We might win, but we could lose. I thought that angels only brought good news. Uh, I try to tell you you're special and how you're so important, but I've been married to the road and only go at a tour win. I said I'll make time now, but you've been forever close. I tried to make it up with apostle numbers a dozen roses, but you crushed them like cigarettes and ashtrays. A bouquet of apologies overflowing in bad taste. It's a bad case, a worst case scenario. The needle on my disco, sad songs in stereo. She wouldn't take my flowers. We only happy when it's happy hours. We live in a hundred miles an hour She's probably more broken than when I found her uh, Neither one of us flexing our flexibility We suckle the subtle cuddle of comfortability Please don't slow down on account of me I ain't nobody but I'm about to be We might win, but we could lose Thought that angels only brought good news The book starts and the book ends Playing my part to stay good friends podcast back at you chrome basic living up next we got a little black market garden this is a song called fake it's off their ep fun songs you can find it on bandcamp and youtube and itunes as well as the other songs that we're playing you can also find them at the same places give us a phone call at 682-233-1975 again black market garden funky town podcast
fake all right you guys let me get over here bring my my little bed back up oh do 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 so i can talk a little bit all right so um up next we're gonna have the interview with mr road soda <clears throat> it's a good little interview i just want to let everybody know um you can call us 682-233-1975 or email us at funkytownpodcast at gmail.com if you have any ideas of songs you want to hear or uh people you want to hear from let us know. And then uh, if anybody uh, was looking on YouTube for this week's show, I didn't, or I'm not going um, to live stream it. Doing the same thing I would normally do if I was live streaming it, just not hitting the little button that says go live. Um, I mean, it's a little less nerve wracking if I just do it like this and I kind of like it better. And I only keep it up for a day or so. Um, even if I keep it up for a week, I only get you know less than 20 views and maybe one or two people will pop in when I'm actually live. Um, so it's a lot of work and a lot of nerves for not a whole lot of benefit. I don't, 
it's fun. I kind of get that part of it, but I don't know. I, I like doing this right here. This is what we're doing. So most of the people, 90% of the people that listen to it, listen to it on their phone the same way I do when they're working um, instead of watching it live. So I'm just going to keep doing it like that. I like this a little better. It's a little more comfortable. Um, so, but yeah, the, the major reason I wanted to get in here first is because normally I would, you would hear the phone ring and then the hello and it's Todd there, just him. But uh, when I called him, um, it immediately went to voicemail and then he called me right back. So it was uh, kind of threw me off. So it made the first 10 seconds or whatever a little bit awkward, but it was um, overall a really good interview and he's super cool. And uh, after this, we'll, we'll hear um, a brand new song from him, which we talk about in the show. Um, but um, I'm a man, ick, depression. Uh, so that's coming up after that. And then a couple bands that he's playing with on Friday, November 12th. So stick to and we'll hear who that is. And then we'll hear from a couple of those bands and wrap it up. So here we go. The interview with um, Todd Klepacki, a.k.a. The Road Soda. Hi, you've reached Todd Klepacki. Oh, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's see here. Hello? Yo, Jeff. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, how are you? Good. So I'm talking to Todd Klepacki, also known as The Road Soda. That's correct? Yep, that's it. right. So I wanted to have everybody applaud for your name. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, so man, so... How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm uh, just about to get my uh, day off for the week, so I'm thrilled about it. Down to get down to this music, a uh, whole bunch of stuff on the agenda. So I'm uh, I'm excited for everything. So do you have one day off a week? <clears throat> yeah, the current schedule that I have now is uh, it's basically like a one day off thing. So every, everything's uh, chill with that, and then. Um, it's uh, busy until like December, and then it dies back down. So, yeah. Well, that's good. Although December, it'll pick back up because it's Christmas time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there'll be uh, definitely always stuff to do. So, yeah, it's All been right. uh, it's it's been illuminating though. This one's a, a new gig, so I'm, I'm I've been excited for it and learning a whole lot with it. And uh, yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, so you like what you're doing. Yeah, like thus far, it's it's pretty gratifying. I'm like, it's one of the first times in a while. So, making progress with that, but mainly uh, uh, excited about music stuff and like uh, just basically the way that that's uh, kind of helped. I've always uh, been of the mind that uh, the best way to finance music is uh, is to do your own thing uh, and then uh, finance it from elsewhere. So, it's thinking that I mean I don't know. It's a it's a slow work in progress, but the the coolest thing you can have is a, a functional job and then also be doing the music thing at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, cause you gotta have some way to, to fund the music. And so, you know, exactly. At least starting off. Especially, gotta... especially the wackier things, the, uh, the pedal boards, the, uh, the, the cool baritone guitars, the, the 12 strings, it's a mm-hmm. lifestyle of excess. And, uh, when you don't have the, uh, the excesses that can be uh, draining. So yeah, I guess you really can't go down to a pawn shop guitar and pick up a baritone guitar. It's not as easy anymore. Yeah. It used it used to be like I think back in the day they used to be plentiful because everybody was like, "What the hell are these things?" Like, uh, you know, like I've always been really fascinated with that instrument for for a variety of reasons. But okay, so uh, is it 
does it have a longer neck or a shorter neck, thicker neck, or is it is it the way that it's strung? Is the top string a B instead of an E? Or <clears throat> yeah, so it's um, it's basically just that um, it's a longer neck. Um, it's usually in between a bass and a guitar. However, it can range. Uh, like you can get them where they're like bass six style, uh, which is kind of like mine, which is extra length. Um, it actually makes it. Uh, wound up sounding sounding a little bit more treble heavy the longer the neck because there's this weird uh i guess this the sonics of it uh it's like with neck link uh it somehow affects it right in that size range and uh it's a super weird one but yeah i've been uh having a whole bunch of fun with uh uh working on that and then uh just had some new recordings come up with peter and uh yeah things of that nature are pretty fun yeah Dude, Peter's pretty awesome, man. I'm assuming you're talking Dude. about Raringa. I never know how to say his last yeah. name. Raringa. Raringa, yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been uh, doing a whole bunch uh, musically, and like he's been uh, really charming to work with. And then I just got done for the stuff that's coming out just recently. Uh, uh, stuff with Joe Taki and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Those those two are a titanic team. Like uh, it's been so fun. Uh, basically this past six months being able to to finally uh get back to the stage of like financing records which is uh ultimately the uh best case scenario you know yeah and, uh yeah and so you have a um i guess it's is it a maxi single or an ep it's two tracks yeah so it's part of a singles release thing that i'm doing so uh one of uh, the releases that i had was uh it was basically like a, a bonus from uh, the stuff that I recorded from uh, with Rebecca, but it was American Refugee um, and uh, Freedom Isn't Free. And uh, it goes under the title American Refugee, and that was the first one that happened. And then uh, over Halloween, uh, that was a logo and uh, spelled like L-O space G-O. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, one of the nice art pieces uh by uh uh kale uh who's a, a guy who i just started working with but uh i'd reach out to him for a logo and uh, kale tyson and he uh hooked it up like uh was able to nail something and uh it uh i don't know it gives me chills even thinking about it i'm still like, right on the fence of like should i tattoo it or is that like vain or like i mean like having your own tattoo or your own band and tattooed on you and i'm like Still kind of measuring that. Yeah, thing, no, I understand. You know, like, I've often thought about getting the, because I think the I think the Funky Town podcast logo with the glasses and the headphones and the beard is really cool, you know. But is oh yeah, and, and it looks like me. But is that weird to get that tattooed on me? Because it's <laughs> so I know I've struggled with that. You know, even five years later, I still don't know if I should. I probably will at some point, but it's going to have to be a bunch, and that's just going to be like one of the many that's kind of in there, not just a standalone. You know, across oh, my chest, totally. big old logo. <laughs> it's going to have to be <laughs> like small and on my arm and then around there'll be other things around it or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I like it because it's like the, because um, one thing I didn't get, um, it's just because, man, I was raised in a, in a, in a PG home, you know. Um, and so it's like, I mean, I did know with the song 99 Bottles of Beer, we did sing beer. But other than that, it was mostly, we were, we were the kind of family that would say 99 Bottles of Soda on the wall or juice or whatever um oh, totally. but so like whenever i heard road soda i thought of it as a, a coke or dr pepper or 
you know, that you, you know, cause I had this girlfriend and every time we, we left, she had to grab a Dr. Pepper, you know, she mm-hmm. always had that, you know, to take with her for the road. It's just every time we went anywhere, she had to go to the fridge, get a Dr. Pepper out, just make sure she had it in the cup holder. So to me, that's what road soda yeah. was. But then I actually heard it in context and usually a road soda is a beer. Yeah. You yeah. know, or, you know, I mean, like a left-handed cigarette is a joint, you know, a road soda is a beer. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't, I thought it was like a literal road soda. So anyways, the logo is like a, it's got the double X's on it, you know, it's like a beer bottle kind of, isn't it like a beer bottle or yep. like a little stein or something? Yeah. So it's kind of like an adaption. Like when I had reached out to uh, Kale for it, this is like right when he, I think he had moved to LA just recently or he was out there and uh, I was, um, Basically, like he he had just mentioned something over the uh, over the web where he's like, "Hey, I'm looking for gigs," and then I was like, "You know what? It's perfect time. I've I've been saving up for a logo, so I need to get it done." Uh, I was aware that he did that and a whole bunch of other music stuff. Dude's insanely talented, um, but uh, he had just kind of gone out there to L.A. and I was trying to, uh, I guess you know, check my network out there and see how I could best help him. And then it just turned out where I'm like. I'm just going to ask him to do this because I, I, you know, I know that uh, the outcome will be, uh, you know, fantastic. And uh, I mentioned a whole bunch of specs, uh, one of which is I was super inspired by like a like hobo graffiti. So that's a kind of like a, a, a pretty predominantly southwest phenomenon, but it's kind of like all over the states. But uh, train car graffiti, they had a documentary on it. Um, just a really long time ago uh, that I had seen it and I've, I've been obsessed with it ever since. But uh, basically uh, hobo graffiti is kind of like uh, people have like little cartoon drawings that they'll draw of themselves more frequently. Okay. And it's okay. kind of like a, like a folk art of sorts that, um, you know, it's incorporated a, a lot of like a lot into other types of graffiti stuff. And, um, astonishingly it's it's almost kind of close to like a keith herring-esque uh drawing style at times where it's like super simple um very logo like and uh i'd always thought i'm like oh shoot like i wish i could draw and like do my own thing and uh i had sketched out the logo like a hundred times and i net i had never gotten it right and so i finally just uh bit the bullet and i was like all right i'm gonna have somebody else do it and then uh uh that's kind of what he worked off of. And uh, I'm trying to remember the guy who does the documentary. He's based in the Fort Worth area. Oh. Um, but it's, uh, I think it's Bill Daniels, if I'm not mistaken. But that guy rules. Like it, that documentary came out so well and it displayed all of the art forms so, um, so well to where, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, kind of like a dying art uh, and then kind of also like a, a portable canvas. It's like a, it's great for busy people who want to look at art and the only places that you can find it are a train. So whenever you're like, you know, stopped on your way to work or something, you can be like, Oh man, I'm checking out these train cars and Oh wait, shit. I just, is that a bozo that just rolled by it? I'm like, Oh man, like I barely saw that. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I need to look more intently. And so it's, it's one of those great, like, uh, you know, kind of a necessity thing. Cause uh, when you stop for a train, everybody knows that feeling where you're just like, Man, fifteen minutes now. For, right. Like this, this, this is gonna be uh, like, and so they'll they'll go ahead and uh, get glimpses of. Uh, I mean, if you get uh, if done right, it's basically the the perfect uh, 
uh, billboard to just post stuff. And uh, as long as you're not writing on the numbers, they don't screw with uh, your piece. So uh, all you got to worry about is uh, the meritocracy of other writers. And like, oh. yeah. Okay. Yes, I didn't <laughs> so, know that. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a super cool art form, and like, I've been I've been obsessed with it for for ages. But like, uh, the uh, my connection to it hasn't been able to be like fully enveloped. Um, other than <clears throat> like, I can't like participate in the culture itself because my drawing stuff is a little bit behind where it should be. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so is, is... <clears throat> I've always kind of wished in that direction. Is there a difference between so like the hobo art and like just tags as far as like sometimes they say words and I can't yeah. even always <clears throat> so there's a there's for, a, a a way I don't there's a science to reading what they wrote because I don't know how to read it but if you if you're in the know then you can read some of the words they wrote on the side or or at least figure out what they mean absolutely yeah it's it's very similar for a lot of reasons. Um, <clears throat> But, like, there's some key differences. So, like, the main points of it are usually it's um, used to communicate, like, a hobo uh, message to other people that are riding the train. So it would be like, hey, don't get off at Albuquerque. Uh, cops are heavy. Halfway house is full. Um, uh, no resources. Like, oh, interesting. Okay. And, and so they'll have little shorthand um, <clears throat> In some cases, it's, I, I think it's actually shorthand itself, um, but they have these little uh, caricatures, and they'll usually just keep a couple words with it. And then, uh, yeah, um, n- another person who's uh, who's into hobo graffiti is uh, Jake Palshek. Like, he's another dude, and also he has a another release coming out, or, or that has already come out. Uh, that's it's bomb. Like, it's really cool, groundbreaking music stuff. But uh, he he has a uh, uh, one of his uh, uh, hobo graffiti artists that he likes. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the full name of it. It's Col- it's like colossal of something, um, and has it tattooed on him, and uh, has like a, a Cajun phrase with it. It's it's pretty sweet. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. We played a song um, <clears throat> that he did on an episode a few episodes back and it was called guilt and it was a a cover marianne faithful maybe um i didn't know the original but his cover but you know just him doing that song it's like that was a really that's a really good song and that song stuck with me for a few weeks and i don't know if that's the one that you're talking about or not but that's a good one it's like i feel guilt it's good yeah it's real good oh my gosh yeah that's the one that i was thinking of that's a cover yeah Oh shoot! I didn't even know that. No, because it sounds like Jake Palachek. You know, I mean, it's like that. He could that yeah. could be his song. I mean, you know, and I don't even know if I've listened to the the original, but yeah, I think it was Marianne Faithful that was the gotcha. original. Yeah, like dudes uh, knows how to do it. Like, and honestly, like that's my big thing with covers, where I'm like, hey, you're gonna cover something cool. Um, the main criteria for covers that I've always been very like impactful of is that it doesn't shape your music. You add shape to the song and like that autonomy there where you're like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a cover. In a lot of cases, I I love getting that aha moment Mm -hmm. where I get, I get shocked in my own listening stuff where it's like even friends releases where 
you never track your your friends listening patterns as well as you'd like to and every so often you miss a key couple of details and oh, then sure. it actually and then it kind of like adds to the picture of like oh you're never going to be uh <clears throat> i guess like following another artist perfectly you only get little pieces but even then you have those other moments where like oh now i get it like yeah, yeah cuz somebody else cover. yeah cuz somebody else um is also following them but not as closely but they can give you something where you're like oh you know you can kind of that's cool yeah and no, i was looking it up on online it is marianne faithful that's oh, the, shoot. That's yeah, awesome. they did the original <laughs> that's so sick yeah and I only, I only knew because i um i read the central track article about it i saw um it was posted and it had the had the song on there and so i, I read about it and then listened to, to the song i was like man this is really good i gotta play this on the show and so, um, yeah, that's how I knew about it. it was just from that central track article because I said I hadn't heard the original before. Yeah, released nineteen seventy nine. Wow, Dear, yeah, it, it makes sense for the for the artist. I, I for whatever reason that one kind of uh, I need to revisit it. That's the the main thing that's also cool with covers too. You get another point of uh, lens to go back to someone to be like, well, now I have to now I have to hear the original. Oh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, and. I think I have heard it. I, it's just like, kind of like a, uh, it's it's not like very top of mind for me. Mm-hmm. And usually, usually I'm more imparted with uh, some of the older listening stuff. But uh, yeah, every so often I can I can miss some some pretty big chunks of uh, history based on uh, how hard it is to go back and get a totally accurate lens of all the other artists that uh, had kind of come before. But yeah, there's a there's a number of things for like, I'm excited for Fort Worth and also for Dallas's sake, Dallas's sake, uh, for, uh, <clears throat> just a bunch of stuff that's, uh, coming out there. Um, I'd recently done a, a video with the thyroids, uh, and, uh, yeah, like, uh, that song that they had played for it. I remember that when they showed me, I was like, yo, this, this whole album is going to be really 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 sweet like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is probably gonna be one of the cooler uh um just really uh uh like kind of punk and no wave choppy uh coarse guitar work kind of really angular album mm-hmm. like that's gonna be uh their uh stab at, at that and thus far like i i mean i've uh i got a preview of it uh in the car for the video like we we were just on one of those days where we had no time for the shoot and they were like yeah really quick Mel Mel will bring you up to speed and uh yeah those kids are super sick like uh um did you sit in the car and and they played some music for you yeah they they had basically briefed me on uh uh the whole ins and outs of the music video within the course of like a like a five minute oh, cool. <laughs> like introduction. Like I think it me a little bit more heads up than that, but it was still like, you know, neighborhood homie assassin style stuff where, you know, they picked me up from a train stop and then it was just like, all right, now we get to bring you up the speed. Here's what you do. And then uh, it was my first experience being in a, a music video. And I was super pumped, especially for uh, thyroid stuff. Cause they, they've uh, long like put out, uh, really, really, really cool punk stuff, and seeing a lot of the evolution points for them has been super gratifying. Like um, you can tell that Kenny's guitar work has like gotten really, really, really 
insanely good and also kind of sarcastic where it's like now you get that actual uh flavoring of like wow they're uh they're now getting to the point where they can be sarcastic in their music writing and that's nice. uh you know the the ultimate kind of punk goal as uh once you learn your instrument most people face that uh that barrier where you're like okay so now am I irrelevant? Am I going to go back to playing three chords and not challenging myself at this point? And they're like, but that's different than, you know, like you, you run into a, a number of questions and uh, uh, usually the, the answer for a lot of people is, yeah, I'm just going to develop my craft a lot and they learn a whole bunch of scales and all of a sudden they become musicians and they starve themselves of the original charge that they had to uh make that punk sound happen mm -hmm. for them. They had gotten like more sarcastic and they were like, yeah, we can get, we're like better now, but like half of the things that they're adding for it, they're like, let's see if we can use some like nonsense in there and just like really kind of like splatter the paint. And, uh, it, it's starting to get really cool. For oh, them. cool. Like, I'm, I'm liking that evolution, uh, a whole, whole lot. And then, also another uh, group, uh, Rose Garden. So uh, I know a little bit less of on their stuff, but they're killing it. They're doing a fucking awesome job for all of their. Uh, they just put out a whole like a series of like covers, and all of them are super crazy. They have like videos for them and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a cool little series to uh, to get involved with, but. Uh, yeah, the band as a whole are, I mean, they're kind of reminiscent of almost like a, a lot of the music that I kind of heard in uh, uh, kind of like 80s, like Mexico City music. And it's it's a weird one. There's a document on uh, on uh, Netflix that can serve uh, as a measure, but it's like a, it's a documentary and I think it's called, it's not, it might, I don't think it's, a, it might get loud. It's, it, I don't, it's some kind of name uh shoot uh it's totally escaping me now but if you look up other types of uh you know uh uh latino rock in uh on netflix or something it usually comes up that way huh. and uh basically uh they remind me of so many of the other bands that were out in like uh uh during around like the later 70s early 80s and uh, Mexico and then also in like uh, Buenos Aires and a whole bunch of it, areas like that and that uh, I think uh, it's one of the most unvisited sections of music right now for um, people in the states really and it's kind of a weird one too because uh, I think for it's kind of the divide between uh, Spanish speaking and uh, English speaking where you know, you, you lose some of the groups and you, you kind of favor usually your own language for in most cases mm -hmm. and, or you're only fed your own language. And, uh, this was kind of like my lens to like, Oh man, like these groups sound sick. And, um, a lot of what, you know, sub Sahara, another Dallas man that put out releases that are super chill. They, they, those two groups, they're kind of like, I almost view them as like, oh man, they're so informed by, uh, you know, the connection for Spanish speaking and, 
uh, it's kind of weird that that also reflects over in the music. It's, it's only, you know, natural that that uh, situation occurs, but you don't run into a lot of groups that sound like that here. And I'm starting to think that it's it's uh, one of the the cooler things to possess for um, kind of the the English-Spanish mixed culture thing. Like, it becomes really, really, really interesting when you start looking at it from uh, how languages impact uh certain songs that people write whether it's in english or spanish but so yeah. which band is the uh english spanish band oh sub sahara um they're um and they're i i think they mostly sing in uh, most of their songs in english but mm-hmm. they they have a couple other songs where you're like oh man okay hidden like and they they just sound they have that sound that's like it just sounds like a different culture of music and you're like holy crap this is so different and it's oh. so refreshing and um, uh, there's a, I mean, plenty of groups uh, too in the in the cycle of uh, Latino culture that are, you know, that sound very similar to them. It's probably more of a commonplace accepted sound, but um, uh, yeah, okay, really, and, really, really astonishing. And then when you were talking about Rose Garden, is that the Rose Garden funeral party? Yeah, yeah, okay. Rose Garden funeral party is, okay. uh, yeah. And they they rule. Like I was, I was just calling Rose Garden for short, but um, assuming that everybody's going to pick up on the full title. But yeah, no one make sure because uh, I was looking them up on on Bandcamp. Yeah, they're, they're real gothy. Yeah, all their yeah. album covers are like you know dark, witchy, gothy, you know, kind of gothic yeah. type stuff or whatever. Okay, this looks cool. Yeah, it's it's super uh, uh, charging though too because like. When I, um, like a, a bit ago, I went to uh, Mexico City, and uh, for me, like, I, I kind of always view that spot, like, when you're living in Texas, as kind of like, man, that's kind of like our New York, if you really think about it, um, because, I mean, it's one of the most populated cities, and in, uh, uh, in, kind of the amount of distance that it is, it's only like a thousand miles away, really. Um, yeah, but it's a giant yeah. city. Yeah, super giant and um, you know, really probably one of the the top traveling experiences for me was uh being able to go out there and like, you know, assemble a whole bunch of music stuff and like kind of give it like a proper run where uh I had uh for the first time been in a, a foreign country and I was like, Okay, so now I'm gonna do music and uh you know, that was my my final goal where I was just like, Oh shoot, like to be able to do this and to be able to tour in between uh, uh, both Dallas and like uh, Mexico city and uh, uh, really just Mexico as a whole. I was like, that's the, the, the end goal. Like hopefully within like I'm aiming for some kind of uh, tour over there. Uh, hopefully within like a year, I'm thinking it's not super late to do that, but uh yeah, the COVID thing is added for like a, a really weird picture, but yeah, I've started to realize though, like when I was out there, I guess what I was getting at was uh, the the music uh, that they listen to that's from the states, super different from a like a mass music perspective. Like oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of people are down for like you know the Cure, uh, Smiths, like that almost becomes like really more. Yeah, like a really more emphasized thing, and you'd never imagine it, I guess, as an onlooker looking to one of those cities, because you'd be like, I would imagine that something would be different, right? 
and for a lot of cases they they use a lot of that uh new wave goth thing and it's still really really big there like uh there was um another artist that i he has a, a spotify playlist it's probably like probably the smartest marketing move i think i've seen of uh of almost anybody over there but like he owns this thing that's uh, uh i think it's um uh, mexico i think it's mexico city um goth or something like that and it's like the full as you would look it up but uh what a lot of people call it there is uh obscura and uh it's uh, kind of like a, a really, I guess the easiest way to describe it is it's kind of like Molchat Doma, that Russian group. Um, uh, and that's kind of almost like a, if people aren't familiar with that, maybe like a Joy Division okay. mixed with all, all kind of new um, synths. So kind of like an updated level of uh, synthesizers and then also some other new ne- new technology that's not really... Uh, uh, been emphasized before, um, before the last, like really the last couple of years, like things like chaos pads and, and stuff like that, where, uh, those are relatively new Uh, to the the music space and they've kind of, I guess, transformed the, the veneer for, uh, what you can do for, uh, um, a synthesizer and a, a couple of, uh, drum machines that normally would never sound anything like that. So Hmm. it's, pretty astonishing from a producer standpoint where music has gone and uh yeah it's really reflected in uh that particular playlist it's like uh i think it's a mexican goth or it's mexico city goth but like it's one of those very general titles and uh man a lot of groups that uh that i've found just from uh my connection uh to that Um, that's interesting yeah, it's been it's been super illuminating lately, and I'm like, I'm just astonished that I've been able to get away with what I've been able to get away with. Like, uh, in a very short window of time, uh, um, being able to get out there, uh, even alone, is is such a um, such a nice feature to to be able to include in my life. Where I'm like, oh, worst case scenario, I don't tour out there as much as I would like, but now that one of my my main gig is, uh, is remote. It's still kind of, it's coming up as a possibility where I'm like, Oh, I can do, uh, undesirable months in Texas, in, in Texas, or I could do them somewhere else. And yeah, south. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm thinking like, uh, Mexico city is like that spot. Like during the most parts of the year, it's actually pretty like, uh, pretty Seattle. Like really like it's the, it's rainy and stuff. Kind of yeah, it's super, super rainy during the 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 summer months. Like it's uh the rain season rains every day, and uh, yeah, it was it, it's understandable why all the music is just like oh hey it's like you know new wave and like no wave stuff that's kind of super dark, but yeah. Now I know people you know are I'm assuming it's like I've never been, but I think a lot of people when they think of Mexico they think of you know more than just kind of poor looking shanty town kind of, you know, people riding on donkeys and sombrero and just kind of, you know, that whole stereotype or whatever, the way to think about Texas being everybody's on horses with boots and hats. But, um, exactly. When you get to Mexico city though, isn't it more like a New York city or a Chicago where it's like big giant buildings, nightlife lights, streets, cars buzzing by it's a full on international city. 
Yeah. The only the key differences between that and uh, New York that I've really picked out is New York has the, uh, I guess, the weird thing with it where, um, you know, it's kind of like the attitude, like, you know, New York classic attitude that you can kind of imagine. Like, that's still kind of a little bit there, mm-hmm. like that grittiness and the kind of like, you know, I'm I'm walking here and like okay. that kind of thing. Um, but what's really crazy is <clears throat> for Mexico City, nobody's nobody's too aggro there. Everybody's like a sweetheart, and like everybody that I've bumped into, they're like super inviting and like smiley and like I I I didn't encounter both almost anything like super negative there. I saw a lot of like you know weird participation that you wouldn't find in a city of that size. And what I mean by that is like randomly, like somebody like, for instance, like their car breaks down in the middle of the road where it's like, Oh shit. Like four people come up and there's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? Like, you need to like a push to the end of the corner. That's fine. And you're like, wait, what? Like, okay. Like that's, uh, that's yeah. some, yeah, because other places yeah, you cool got to wait for yeah. for an hour. You're standing there just hoping somebody will stop. Everybody's like, zoom, zoom, right by. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> like, oh, you want to help me? Are you going to rob me? <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I almost kind of had the same thing where, like, I mean, for being from Chicago, like, I'm kind of used to, you know, a little bit of uh, a cross between like a, a New York and like almost like a Mexico City thing, where it's like, yeah, people will sometimes stop and help you and be totally nice, but like in most cases everybody's kind of to themselves mm-hmm. and uh yeah for mexico city i didn't get that vibe at all like they were like super inviting super nice kind of like they just like really reeked of emotional intelligence if if that makes sense like it's just only people reading situations really kind of like well thought out and like i uh i didn't encounter like almost any static from other uh from the the visit just as a whole but I mean, I've heard of, of other people that have gotten static from, like, cops for being, like, kind of foreign there. Uh-huh. That's a little bit present, but, like, really, that's just the police. Uh, for everybody else, everybody's, like, you know, super moderate. And, like, even for, like, drinking and stuff like that, they're, like, they're really kind of, like, a little bit more chill. Uh, they're not really, like, not really openly flaunty in how they, like, consume alcohol. So it's, it's kind of a weird one. It, it's definitely a a stereotype breaker going to one of those places and actually seeing it for what it is. It's like, Oh man, it's different for so many reasons. And I never would have pictured it that way. And so when, whenever you go down there, you're playing shows, you're doing road show to shows. So, well, the first point of, uh, uh, getting into a city where you basically have no other, uh, like transfer over where people aren't already listening to you or something. Um, it's basically just starting from, ground zero and so for me that whole month was i mean i enjoyed doing that for the first time through fort worth but uh it's definitely an exhausting experience just starting out as a musician like the Uh first usually the first uh um like couple years really probably about two years even if you're really 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 smart with a lot of the 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 practices that you have it's tough to get started and uh so for me, like I was like, okay, so I'm gonna get some parts of that out of the way before I'm, before I like actually start playing, and part of it too for me was getting the gear to be able to just flexibly go to Mexico City at uh, a whim, mm-hmm. and uh, that was another big one for me where I was like, oh shit, that has to happen. Like, 
um, I'm not going to be paying for gear, uh, you know, like, or four times the amount that I'd pay for gear if I could just set up a whole setup in Mexico city and leave it at a, you know, at a, uh, either a record shop or some other place that would be down to value it. So it's a pretty cool arrangement. Uh, huh. and so I'd played a couple like, uh, busking gigs and, um, uh, I was able to hit like borrowed amps for, for that. That was the only thing that I was kind of messing. And, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, it turned out fucking, it was, it was sweet. Like, uh, and you received pretty good. It really well. The, the, kind of sort of like yeah. people are still uh at a really weird spot with it where like even for i mean it's mostly the sidewalk shows and it's actually a pretty surprising city for like street musicians like just from a like a classic uh standpoint it's a lot more common for people to just kind of be walking up and um uh, you know strapped with guitars and like where they can play mm-hmm. and then play a quick set for like some of these at a, a cafe and then dip out for my set, it was kind of more of like uh, I aimed for one of them was at a park um, and then another one was uh, it was at a out front of a another local music venue there that I was trying to get a gig with. And so I basically had this thing where like I basically tried to um, uh, like kind of shock them by the whole experience. And um, I had somebody go in and like mention a whole bunch of stuff that was like, oh, hey, there's like all these hoodlums like out front, like, Hey, they're like up to no good. Like you need to check on this. And, uh, they, <laughs> they went and like come out and then they came out and I like played a little set for them. They were like, they watched most of it and stuff. But, uh, that was basically my thing where I was like, Oh yeah. I'm just like, no one's going to allow me to, to just talk my way into these situations. Cause like, I can't communicate in, in, uh, Spanish very well. Sure. So, so this is the way you just like, like get them to come outside and just, just start playing, you know? Like, okay. Yeah. And yeah. just, and just be ridiculous with it. And like, you know, hope, hope that they understand that it's just kind of a, me having fun with it. Mm-hmm. So thus far, everybody's like super understanding. I didn't get any actual like inside gigs. It was all just like busking, but for new cities where you don't know anybody and you have to, you know, go start to finish with it. It turned out pretty well. That's cool. Uh, given our, Given I only had like a month. I think that's like, awesome. So. I think that's really, yeah. really cool. I'm hoping to, to do more with it. And uh, I've kind of linked up with, uh, there was a group I was playing for, um, for just like a brief little bit um, that was based out of New York. And uh, I, uh, I've long since needed to kind of start traveling a little bit more. And I'm thinking that uh, sometime in the near future, that's going to be an emphasis and, Usually when I can do it inner US, I can I can fly places with a traveler drum set that I recently just got, and uh, I think that that will be a good fit if I work out all the kinks. But we'll see. That's cool. And so um, you have a show coming up, don't you? Like in a week? Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm like, uh, what is it? There's about five songs that I've never played. Oh yeah. Um, and each show is kind of taking that. Um, that kind of level of like, oh man, like each time that I'm having a, a show, there's there's songs on there that I'm uh, that I've never played, and like my uh, I guess my my current amount of tracks that I can play, I can probably play about um, around like two hours of material just out of being a one man band. You can you can cover so much more, like uh, and uh, um, it's 
it's really strange like how much distance you can move really 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 quickly if you don't have anybody else uh, uh, to practice with or to kind of schedule anything with you're just oh yeah immediately you can do it like, ready yeah it's yeah. like uh yeah it's like oh you had a bad day at work like well you can rest for at least 30 minutes before getting to it versus uh most practice scenarios you go in to practice with other people and you're like oh hey the one guy you know girlfriend dumped him and he's having a bad week and then yeah. like and then <laughs> and then the other one it's like oh hey then everybody else is good to go and then just because one person is at a stall that are like, okay, we'll, we'll call it. And then it's all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, where does all of this time that we go? Uh, or where does that go to? And, uh, in a lot of cases it's the, the people thing. So it's nice to be able to do, uh, stuff like kind of just when you want. It's almost, uh, uh, one of my bands are kind of, uh, uh, very similar to like painters in that you can, you really can just do it whenever you want. It's nice to have an outfit for sure, but, um, uh, it's definitely capable to do just just by yourself. No, I've been telling my sure. I've been telling my daughter because it's like I tell her I was like, look, I don't want you to drive because as soon as you drive, you have freedom to go anywhere you want, do anything you want, and yeah. I, I like having the control. You can't go anywhere unless I take you. But you're 17, sure. and you probably need to learn how to drive. Uh, people, you know, she doesn't she doesn't really want to. You know, I mean, she wants to, but not really. She's not really excited about it, which I think is crazy. But you know, I was telling her I was like, you can't count on your friends because inevitably they're going to want to go to Dallas and they're going to want to stay till three or four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And you're, you're going to want to come home at one and now you can't, you know, yeah. you want to just be able to drive yourself somewhere and then drive yourself home when you want to leave. Sometimes you get someplace and you're like, this sucks. I want to go home yeah. and you can't, if you have to depend on somebody else, it's kind of like the one man band thing in a weird way. But, yeah. uh, but, yeah. um, but yeah, no, your show, the, there's a show coming up Friday, November 12th with uncle toasty. And yes. Fanamello, you, the Me Thinks, and the Siamese Hips. That's a really great lineup. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty stacked. I'm shocked that I got on it. Like, I, honestly, this is the first uh, uh, show with uh, Uncle Toasty. And this is actually the first show that I've played, like, middle of the, the pack, too, which is going to be daunting. Because, like, you know, the fidelity change for uh, groups, uh, if you're going full band to to seeing one person play, there's always that huge 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 momentum shift like you don't you don't have the access to be playing you know four amps real loud at people so <laughs> right. it's gonna be an interesting one to see uh um i have uh as always a, a couple tricks on my sleeve with it but yeah the bare bones of it is uh also the kind of the self uh the the self-reliance of having to be like all right well here's the situation i have to i have to adapt to it and see how that turns out and like yeah that's gonna be cool yeah it should be badass and then all all the other groups like me thinks siamese hips um phantom Mello. Uh, phantom Mello, oh my gosh yeah all those other groups are just so so entertaining so like uh it's a stacked bill i like it yeah and then um <clears throat> dustin um from the jerry johnson massacre he's gonna be playing bass with uncle toasty that night oh no way yeah so it's gonna be. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah, so it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be real cool. And so, oh, well, man, God. I'm gonna let you go. But I'm gonna, um, after the interview, I'm gonna play um, your song off of um, Logo. The uh, I, I don't have it up now, but it's the um, I'm a man. It what's the title? The first so track. So it's a song. The, yeah. I'm a man. Ick depressant. Yeah. And it. the whole the whole title is uh, I'm a man. Ick depressant. A titan. Ick of self expression. 
That's awesome. That's a great little tune, man. And I like the I like the guitars, and you you always have like a lot of reverb. It's real wet, and I like that. You know. Yeah, dude. They uh, that's a uh, a legendary uh, uh, Rebs and and Joe move. Like they uh, they knew how to wash it. This particular album was like whole bunch of out or whole bunch of amps. Uh, we daisy chained like I think it was four total amps together. So it's it's kind of like a a super unique experience on what actually comes out mm-hmm. from uh, that. So yeah, that sounds great, man. So, but dude, it was it was really fun catching up with you. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and uh, I do have other releases coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be in the next couple of weeks. I have uh, uh, a number of titles. It'll be three total, but uh, everybody, stay tuned if you're listening. Um, it's uh, basically one every other week. Uh, until basically the end of my busy season and then i don't know <laughs> we'll oh. see what happens after that. <laughs> that, that that's awesome very cool yeah they, they can find it on spotify and apple music are you on um Bandcamp? um so for this album i didn't actually do Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. um I'm, i might do uh some of the uploads later for it um or maybe during one of the other albums but that was one that I did leave off. I'm mainly using uh, DistroKid, so it'll be, um, yeah, YouTube and Spotify, all those other and places. Apple, yeah. Okay. Also, also Linktree. Okay. Another. But yeah. Very cool. And if they look for you, they could type in the Road Soda. Yep, that's it. All right. All right, man. Maybe I'll awesome. see you on Thank the you 12th. So for, yeah, dude. Uh, hope to have you out. Uh, hope to have others out. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on this platform. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how everything turns out with it. Oh, cool. Yeah, it'll be out um, for you. It'll be out, um, I mean, not just for you, for everyone. It's just you're listening now, and nobody else will hear it until it comes out. But it's Sunday, so it'll be tomorrow night. I'll, I'll put it out. Oh, sick. Yeah, so it'll, be ready, awesome. yeah, so it'll be ready for all, everybody to listen to next week. Cool. All right, man. Awesome, good deal. Man. All right, well, I guess we'll Stay talk to you later. Yeah. All right, Later, man. everybody, ch- check out the road soda. We'll give you another applause on on, on the way out. Yeah. All right, all right, man. I'll see you later. All right, later, Jeff. All right, bye. The station with the <laughs> best, 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 best music. Best music. I love the I music. Love the mu- best music. <laughs> that was the road soda. This is the road soda. I'm a man. Nick. Depression of a ZP Low Go on the Funky Town Podcast. Oh, <laughs> 
Russian. Soda. I think I might have cut off the end of the song. I didn't mean to. This is the next song, Siamese Hips Analysis Paralysis. You can see on both November 12th at Mass, along with the next band, Uncle Toasty. Make sure you're there. Bye. 
Analysis paralysis by the Siamese hips. All right, I have 10 seconds. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. This is Uncle Toasty Civilization. See them Friday, November 12th. Main at Southside. Peace. <laughs>